friends. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brittany. Together we are two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you the perspective of a licensed LMHC therapist and a new mother. And a slightly eccentric mom of two. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and hit that follow, like, or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts for updates. If you're liking what you hear, leave us a five-star review. It helps to know what content you like and spreads the love to others to get resources and help for their mental health. Okay, Tay, today we're talking about social media. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I didn't even have this topic on my radar until Mattson brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably like a really good topic for us to do. So Yeah, and how it affects our mental well-being for sure yeah that's where Um, i was like okay it's smart but yeah yeah people this is like a very um this is one that a lot of people have a lot of opinions on it's yeah it's really charged it is very charged it's either like amongst the mommy groups i feel like is where it's really charged because that's where i get the most like yeah, and then they're yeah. feeding it to the kids sometimes. I mean, <gasps> it's just it's very interesting. I yeah, we'll talk we'll talk more about it. Okay, so so I guess what's interesting uh, for you, like what's your perspective of interesting? Because when I was going and building this, I I was a little like um honestly hesitant at first because you know, like I try not to tell people what to do with their lives to give advice. So this podcast, we're definitely not like all the episodes, we're not telling you what to do. We're telling you what research shows, we're giving facts, right? But I'm curious right. what like what do you mean charged? I guess maybe I'm like in a in a weird like population sample too. I don't know. I was teaching a Shakespeare class the other day to like 12, 13 year old kids and they were going off about some of them wanted to have more social media the parents were going weren't going to let them have it mm-hmm. um others were saying that they only had like pinterest and youtube accounts but that you know they wanted more instagram and facebook mm-hmm. and then it's like they were just like butting heads against it like you shouldn't have that nobody should ever want instagram and then other mm-hmm. people were like well we should totally have it it's how we know what's happening in the world and it just it's one of those i feel like can bring in a lot of really strong emotions in people. Yeah. I feel like it's a very polarizing subject because people. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. I was yeah. Like... <laughs> no, you're good. No, I, I, it's one of those where um, it's a threat, right? Like if you look at the research, there's definitely a possible threat to it. And I've noticed anytime that there's fear or a threat to something, it polarizes. Like you look at all the oh, subjects yeah. in the last couple of years that people have been very opposite on. It's usually around something based that's fear or can cause significant harm. And people um, that don't quite know how to handle like the fear will often go on over lockdown, over shutdown, just avoid it altogether, which isn't bad. But then sometimes it's like, well, you can't always do that, right? Like I can avoid bears because <laughs> I love them, but yeah, they're kind of they're they're not good for me. Like they could get mad at me and hurt me. So yeah, don't go hang out with bears all the time, or don't go hang out with snakes or things like that. Like yeah, yeah. that's an easy one to avoid. However, like the snake in this situation, the bear is something that we literally need as a tool in our lives and have a day-to-day thing. So you can't just avoid it or cut it out. And I think that's where people want to say you can, but if you live in the 21st century and you're trying to be a functioning adult and like run a company, I hate Facebook. I need to have it. I don't like TikTok. I think it's stupid. 
I need to have one. Like I work with teens, you know? So that's where the polarizing conversation makes sense, why it's so separate, but fear is often what runs that and I get it. Yeah. And we can see that in so many different things. Mm-hmm. But today we'll talk about social media. I'm mm-hmm. trying to like keep on topic. So, <laughs> we never media. stay on topic. This is ADHD. <laughs> like, I know. Um, social media, though, there's a lot of mental health that's shared on social media. So we mm-hmm. want to kind of dive into that, uh, particularly with spo- like social media use. Yeah. So we have all seen them. We've all seen all of those like you have ADHD if you do this or here's some facts about depression or yep. Um, if you lick the side of an orange, it'll make you lose your anxiety. I don't know. Like stupid yeah. things. No, right? you see all that this one stuff. Up, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how I broke down the subject, because when I was going in to tackle this subject for us, I was like, okay, this is a big one. Um, we're going to kind of give you like pros and cons in this episode of mental health. We're also going to talk about statistics why we're talking about mental health with social media to begin with, right? And how it's advertised on social media. And then the next episode is going to be kind of suggestions that um, some of like the general surgeon has suggested and major like medical research people have suggested for how to use social media. So not Taylor. This is like published big people that actually are like awesome. I'm just just a consumer, right? And then the last one's going to be myth busting. I love myth busters. I don't know if people seen that show, but that's kind of like, you know, what, what's shown on like social media when we're busting, whether or not it's actually good or not. So some of the statistics that we found, my husband was the one that came up with the subject and he's like, Taylor, you got to do this one. And he like saw these cool stats. Then I started researching it. Um, Only 9% of the resources from like about mental health on social media is from actual credible sources, meaning people like me that went to school for a very long time, research this stuff all the time, have to take more classes on it. Only 9% of it is produced by us. So the rest of it, which is usually usually where your kids are getting their information from or you're getting your information from or where you like rabbit hole, it's like going down WebMD yourself, right? But this is like WebMD all jacked up. So this is like because um, WebMD at least holds like nuggets of truth in it still. WebMD is like mm-hmm. actually like associated yeah. with medical stuff, right? Like this one is like your next door neighbor's folktale. Like it's kind of like my grandmother well, yeah, like used all to the solve on steroids. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like all the wives yeah. you hear about being pregnant or something. Like that's like literally. Yeah. If you stand outside getting. on a full moon, you're going to get a boy. If you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's what mental health kind of stuff is, where it's like, um, Totally not based in any facts. I've had some clients come to me like, I remember one asking about Alice in Wonderland syndrome, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, sorry, <laughs> like, like literally, like what? And they're like, yeah, what about this? And I'm like, uh, and you it's know, like as a mental real. health, I was like. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna have to go research that. Like, it was is when that I was like trained. Pan syndrome stuff. Like, um, it's where you see the world distorted, images and like stuff like that. So where your body part has like different sizing to it. It's not in the DSM five. So the DSM five is a yeah, diagnostic like statistic real, manual that we use as a, a medical professional in the mental health field to diagnose actual mental health things. And this one, we have body dysmorphia. Uh, and Alice in Wonderland syndrome is a cultural term that I have not ever seen. And yes, it's like in some articles and stuff, but like uh, it's not one that is in the diagnostic it's not manual. An official diagnosis. It's not one that I can go to insurance and be like, cover this one, right? Like, which is <laughs> what they use is the DSM-5. 
that's what I'm supposed to use. And I'm like, what the crap is this? So that's just, that was a really big number for me where only 9% of people actually know what they're talking about significantly with a training and a degree behind their backs, not life coaches or anything like that. This is like, you have gone to school for a medical professional, 9%. Um, that is scary though, because that means the majority, if you're missing this people, the majority of the content out there is false. (laughs) 91% is not from us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's scary. That is. I'm not saying we're perfect because I have lots of things I can learn, but at least there's a degree and a whole history about what I know and why I know it. Right. Like, yeah. All right. Um, There's from other studies that show 4.3 billion people have social media accounts. So if you were to break that down, that means 90% of people from ages 18 to 29 have social media. And then teens um, are probably like a lot of that too, but they did 18 to 29 for their research. Crazy, right? So we're all very exposed to it. 90% of people in my age range I just kind of got out of that, but I'm still counting myself because I'm only 30, um, <laughs> have social media. And that is like a big part of the people coming up in our generation, right? Yeah. 4.3 billion people. That's a bunch of people. That is a buzz. Yeah. Bunch of people. Mm. Yeah. So we know, like we That's gave a you a lot of statistics. People. The crazy number though, um, is that the total number of individuals aged 18 to 23 reported experiencing a major depressive episode in the past by increased by 83%. So they took a study from 2008 to 2018 and they showed an increase of having a major depressive episode 83% and they correlated this with um with social media usage itself. Oh, absolutely. Or as Matt would say Hundo P. Hundo P girl. <laughs> Um, I have a stat later on saying 70% of teens feel worse about themselves after social media and 60% overall users, meaning all ages, have lower self-esteem after using the social media. So as you can see, like it's significant. There's a a wide range of people that are exposed to social media and there's also a wide range that are like having the negative effects from it being used. Well, it's impossible not to. I mean, there's so many things about just comparing yourself. Um, It only shows the best of certain people. I was joking with a friend the other day and we were like, oh, I'll just send you my Instagram step of my life. You know, like my day was so perfect. Look Mm -hmm. at this. And, you know, like if we were to only live our life with that viewpoint, there would be nothing. Like it would be five minutes of your day would be Instagram worthy. Mm -hmm. If even I'm like thinking about my day, I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like accumulative throughout your whole day. Oh yeah. No, I know. I'm just, yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. And the, the, the lack of reality that's exposed just in general, not even about mental health, just in general on social media of like life expectations and everything else. It's just like, what, what is going on? It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. that all feels into your mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting too, that they're, they said people that use more than three hours of social media ha- doubled their risk of increasing their anxiety and depression symptoms or developing it. Most people average two and a half average. Average means you take up an accumulation of hours in your week yeah. or your day, and then you break it down on what's like the most norm, meaning you probably use it 
they said about three and a half hours is the real number to four, right? Because averaging it out, you kind of lower it down a little bit. So most people are using over the amount that would actually increase your symptoms of anxiety and depression. Ugh. That is like, that is not good. I'm not going to lie. When I was reading this, I totally was like, man, during pregnancy, I got, I became a slug and I totally started like doing social media more. And I love dog videos, guys. I love dog videos. <laughs> My kids they do make- too. They'll wake up and be like, oh, <sighs> dog videos on Instagram. It makes me so happy. And I would feel so crappy in the morning that I would just be sitting in my bed just swiping and bless my husband. He was like, Taylor just has to stop. So he he put a timer on my social media for 15 minutes. And I was really annoyed at first. Like he did it like with my permission, but I was still like, I don't need this. I'm not that bad. And I realized how much I pushed that button for more time because just seeing something flash up being like more yeah. time. No, I've got I it on push my it too. a lot. And there'd be times I'd be pushing it three or four times and other times it's like ignore for the day. And I would go back and look and I'd be like, wow, I wasted like an hour in bed or two hours in bed before I started my day. And it was real. And I totally like set off. It made my ADHD symptoms way worse. It made my productivity go down, everything. And the more that I like let myself spiral in that hole, the more I noticed I would be really negative towards my day. Like being pregnant, I was already kind of more negative than I usually am. And then on top of it, I would just be really grouchy, really bad ADHD. So this is, I have experienced this and I totally agree with this. Yeah. And it's an addictive behavior. I mean, your body's just like, Mentally, you're just craving more of those dog videos, you know, because that's like it makes you to zap a dopamine. Yep. It makes you happy. So like, yeah, of course, I'm going to go get my zap that I want. Yeah. You're like, my reality sucks. I'm pregnant and tired. It really sucks. You're like dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. And then with my ADHD, it was like, give me more, you know. So fascinating. It, It really was fascinating. Um, I think we covered all our numbers. Basically, people just know social media use and how you use it, the amount. It's not so much like um, if you use it for 15 minutes, you're going to have all these things. No, it's consistent usage over time and how it wears down your brain. What yeah. you watch too is going to affect it, which we'll talk about that in other ones, but that's something oh, that you mind. Yeah, right. absolutely. What yeah. your- and then we'll talk about it for other ones, but – no, yeah. but that, I, th- I think this is important. Dog videos will give you a different result from like watching these people dying s- of cancer. Or, I don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, all those like, yeah. or even like the extreme ones. like um, influencers on there who are driving around in their Land Rovers and yeah. their Balenciaga bags. Like that will give you a different reaction than dog videos. If you're watching pornography on there, that will give you a different reaction. It's important to pay attention. What yeah. you're seeing games. On- yeah. 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 That was great. Like, um, cause a lot of my clients will watch on YouTube, those people playing a video game and yeah. they're like, like, like my son that? and his friends, I've caught them like, just, you know, totally paying attention to that. Go play but yourself. No. What are you yes. doing? I'm so, yes, but like, I watch somebody else play video games. It's like, the stupidest thing. But this is where I, sometimes I'll talk to my clients and they'll be like, oh yeah, I watch this. And this. I'm like, well, what you're sitting there watching somebody else live their life and you're laying in bed. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I know. Like, so you're just, wasting your life. different reactions. You yeah. Or toy unwrapping videos. What was that one for a while? I don't even know if that's still a thing. What? But Adeline used to watch, like, toy unwrapping videos sometimes. And I was like, no, 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 no. See, this is where I'm like, go live your own life. Like, go unwrap yeah. your own toy. 
Like, or girlfriend, something else that gives you that dopamine hit. Don't watch somebody else do it. Like, that's where um, ASMR can be great. The audio censoring something. I forgot the whole acronym of it. But then, like, go get your own sensory thing. Go get your own massage. Go, like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you watching somebody else do it when you can go get it yourself? Yeah. I don't know. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Call me crazy. Let's talk about some of the other cons of social media before we dive into the pros of social media. Okay. So we're not saying social media is all bad, just so you know. We love our dog videos as much as the next person. Yeah. So my whole goal is to be very balanced on this approach. Like, I want people to see the strengths and the negatives, right? Like, that's my whole therapy approach is always like balance. So we're not trying to cut things out. We're also not trying to say go all in. Like, it's a right use intentionally. There's our word. Yay. Be intentional. Be, be intentional. Hey, I like the head bump. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing is we're, we're teaching you the information, not so you become scared. This is not like trying to fear monger you into doing stuff. This is simply telling you the facts so you can use the tool well, right? Because yeah. anything can be negative. And make a more informed decision instead of a de- an addictive decision, which – is easy to slip into. Yeah. I was like, this is all just about giving you power. Knowledge is power, as they say. Like, so this is about teaching you things. Isn't that like, reading rainbow? I don't know. <laughs> is it reading rainbow? Well, reading rainbow. No, had maybe it right not. There was something when we were a kid that was like, knowledge is power. I don't know. I don't know. Reading rainbow had a lot of things right, though. I'm going to go back to that. It was good I times. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had little chickens growing in the library when we watched Reading Rainbow. Sorry, this is totally not related. Okay, we're going to go back to what we're talking Sorry. about. Sorry. Knowledge of power was from something when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about cons really quick. We have this whole long list. Britt, do you want to read them and then we can pull out? I highlighted the ones I thought were interesting. Okay. Um, but if you want to pull out the ones you think are interesting too, if you have any different ones, go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, the first one we just already touched on, negative effects on your anxiety, so depression, and loneliness. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, poor sleep quality. I would like to add, especially if you use it before bed. Uh, poor mental health. Self-harm thoughts increase. Oof. And then that's followed with suicidal thoughts increase. Do you want to add on that one, Tay, or just read it? Uh, let's just read them all right now, and then we can go back. You look so sad. <laughs> oh, it just makes me sad. I mean, um, it's sad. Increased levels of stress or social pressure, cyberbullying, body image dissatisfaction. Body image dissatisfaction. I think I said that wrong. Increase of addiction or addictive behaviors. Low self-esteem. Unrealistic expectations for life. Increased fubbing. What is that? Fobbing. I had to look it up, which we will tell everybody. You can read the definition now or you can keep going to the list. Okay. Fobbing. Is that what you said it was? Uh-huh. Fobbing. Okay. So increased fobbing behavior. So fobbing is the practice of ignoring one's companions or companions in order to pay attention to one's phone or other mobile devices. There's a word. <laughs> I didn't know there was a word for There's that. There's a word. It's funny because wow. I was like, Madsen, do you know what fobbing is? And he was like, is that something dirty? And I was like, no way. And I told him what it was. He's like, that is the weirdest word. But I think it's fascinating that we now need a term of ignoring yeah. people. There's literally of ignoring people with your, your device. Like, yeah, we've gotten there. Yeah, so there's now an actual literal term for ignoring your I family. I don't want to be a fobber. I don't want to be a fubber either. 
But I'm totally going to use those as an insult. Fubber. Don't be a fubber. <laughs> Don't be a fubber, Taylor. Stop fubbing. Oh, <laughs> like it sounds so. And literally, he was like, is that like a swear word or something now? <laughs> like, no, it's not. Adding that to my vocabulary ASAP. Um, so yeah, other ones are de- decreased satisfaction with life, uh, FOMO. 70% of teens feel worse about themselves after social media and 60% of overall, overall users have a low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And then the last one here is romanticizing of mental health issues. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, don't give me, I mean, I will get started on my rant in just a second here. Um, so which ones did you think were interesting? Oh, I mean, I, I do, I knew most of these. I didn't know the word fubbing, obviously, yeah, because that was a new one for me. Um, but it's just amazing how negative this can be if we let it be. Like, I think if we take in those, if we're going for a holistic approach, this hits everything. It hits your sleep. It hits your mental health. It hits your self-worth. It hits your body image. I mean, the whole thing, it hits your relationships. Like, just like any other addictive behavior, it hits on everything. So technology, phone, electronic use is known as a processing addiction. So if you get an addiction, that means that it's like your whole brain is in it. So it's not chemical where you're putting something in your body. It's where you have a behavior that is causing the release of the chemicals that make you addicted to something. Processing okay. ones are hard. So those ones are usually known as like video game, shopping, sex, all of those ones, right? Like they are difficult um, like addictions to treat. And those were always like our big mamas whenever I was an addiction specialist in grad school and that's what I trained in. And and I just remember being like, man, processing ones are heavy because they hit on everything so much. And like not that the other ones aren't heavy. It's just – you can say no, I'm not going to intake that substance, right? Versus processing ones, or you, you have change to your live. environment, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're a heroin addict. It, you can physically make it harder for you to not mm-hmm. access the heroin. Get, yeah. Um, yeah. Alcoholics it, like, don't go to the bar. Don't go to the liquor store. Just don't buy the alcohol, right? Like, yeah. I reduce- heard a story recently of someone who's working on reducing their uh, alcoholism and. I was very proud of them, and they had said that they had hosted an event, they served the wine to their guests, and then they dumped it all out. Like, that was a physical, like, mm-hmm. it was empowering for them to dump out the remainder of the wine bottles. Yeah. And But with your phone, like, what are you going to do? You can't just say, I've never used your phone again. All like, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it like a food addiction, like binging, where it's like, you have to eat still. Like, yeah, it's there. So your phone is there. So it's a heavy processing one where if you get this, it's it's hard to to navigate. And that's why setting it up a certain way can help, but also building the awareness. Like I said, I don't really have like an addictive personality. I'm pretty balanced, but feeling really crappy. I just got sucked into it's really easy to just keep swiping on these videos and just keep going. Because well, I'm tired and so I'm happy. done. I mean, it's like and they're so cute and there's these doggies in the sunshine. I think who doesn't love a doggy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're so much fun to watch, or like cute little animals or babies or things like that. Like, yeah, it's it's great. But then you start getting into like, why can't I have that? And I really liked the. Um, I really wanted pig and galoshes, but they were very cute. I don't, but I love them at the same time. Oh. I I liked the. Um, I can't as I was going like through, I have had to unfollow accounts. Because it did make me ungrateful. Yeah, it makes you ungrateful. Or unsatisfied with my own life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know how many times we've been like, why can't we have all these free people clothes? <laughs> so many. Or like, we need more money. Or like, you know, and like, yeah. that's not true. We're, we're, we have a really great life. But then it's like, yeah, you're ungrateful because of it. I really liked the, <laughs> I know we were made fun of the word fobbing or whatever. But I yeah. love that concept of there are moments where I'm like, man, I'm sitting next to the person that's my favorite person, my husband, right? Like he's my best friend. We have a lot of fun together. And we're just sitting on our phones. Like, and that's the number one thing that's going to deteriorate other areas of your life. If we're not like aware of that and cautious of that, we're not going to have a relationship with each other. It's going to start to be yeah. chinked away at, like chunked away, whatever word, you know, like taken yeah, away yeah. at as we go on. And that's where it's scary. Like, and it's easy to see happen, especially yeah. with, yeah, we see a lot with teens. I think they're the ones who get the bad rap for it. But as parents and other millennials, yeah. we're just as guilty. But I think the reason that we were so aware of teens is because of the developmental part of their brain. So if you understand yeah. how the brain develops, like that's the part where the ward pathways are super, super vulnerable. Not saying we aren't vulnerable. It's just the vulnerabilities of their lifestyle habits, the vulnerabilities of their mental health how their brain cognitively thinks it's rewiring all of this. And that's why it's really scary for our teens is like, there is a real pattern to how you're going to set up your life. And we're starting to see it as they're coming out more like our, our COVID kids that only had social media to connect with each other, which like, I get it. Like social media went rampant during COVID because we didn't have any other connections, which that was actually a positive we got to stay connected to people and actually have relationships maintained. That's great. That's one of our pros we'll go into. But you're seeing now they lack social skills. Some of my teens come in, they're not neurodivergent or anything. They just suck at talking to people because they don't have to talk to people like this. Like we were the generation right above where we still had to write and do our penmanship and talk to people and engage with people in a normal way. And all they know how to do is text and call. And then they get in social situations and they have social anxiety as a result of not practicing these skills because they don't have to practice these skills. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've totally freaked you out, I guess let's flip side and we'll talk oh, about the good things about mental health. Oh, wait, I was going to know yet? on the okay. suicidal thoughts and the self-harm thoughts, that's more about the materials your child is watching and if it's glorifying it. So the romanticizing of mental health issues, that's where, um, yeah, if they're sitting there watching it and being like, you know, oh, like, I don't even know how to describe the videos. I'm sure everyone's seen one of them where it's like my mental health and like they make it look like this really glorifying journey or this really, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you know what I'm talking about, Brittany, though? Like, yeah. Well, and, and it's not even like saying that. It's become like a, like a badge a of honor. Can become a, yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's one of those things like instead of like when we were kids, it's like, oh, you're cool. You had those sketchers. Now it's. Oh, you're cool because you have five diagnoses that you have given yourself off the internet. Yeah. Oh, you have a therapist. You've really leveled up. And it's like, yeah, never thought like leveled up. You're cool now because, and then, and then it turns into other things like, oh, you've had a traumatic experience. Well, my traumatic experience was so much worse than yours. And then it turns into these. Yeah. 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 This is my thing. And it's like, oh goodness. So it it can go a little rampant. And that's where I noticed um, the glorification of the self-harm or the increase of self-harm or suicidal thoughts is it depends on the material they're watching. So that's one where I'd say like they really should not be engaging in any of that material because that's damaging. But like dog videos, like dog, like it's what, you know, like harmless, just balance that one out. So I think there are filters of videos that you can have on these apps. Okay. 
pros. No. Okay. We can go to pros now, guys. Sorry, it's heavy. <laughs> so now on the flip side, let's be happy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> because the pros of mental health. Do you want me to read the list again? Let's do it. Okay. So accessing other people's health experiences, more insight into people. That's a good one. Uh, expert info. If you know where to look, I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Managing depression. Uh, emotional support or peer support. Normalization of experience community building, expand and strengthen offline relationship and interactions, ability to express self and explore self-identity, mm-hmm. establish and maintain relationships worldwide, keep long-term relationships, support and connection, especially during times like the pandemic, and find support for mental health and resources. Again, if you know where to look. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one I, I thought was interesting because it's a double-edged sword. We were just talking about romanticizing of mental health. We used to use the term uh, back when I worked in the treatment centers, are they war storying? And that's a really interesting term, but you would have yeah. these. I used to work with teenage boys, court mandated to be in treatment. Fascinating um, experience in my <laughs> life. But uh, one thing you would see is it's that war storying where they're they're swapping stories and trying to one up each other. And they're trying to be like, oh, yeah, well, I have to deal with this. And oh, yeah, I have this and this. And it's they're throwing their like throwing out their diagnoses and they're they're doing all these things and then when i was trained to run groups that's the exact thing that we're trying to stop is not war story not saying like i'm better we're trying to build a camaraderie a unity saying it's okay you're not okay i love you too i have similar things sometimes you just need to know you're not crazy it's okay that like we all have those things like sometimes i'll have clients who have suicide thoughts and they'll be like, Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm suicidal. And it's like, no honey, like everybody has a thought where they don't want to be here. Sometimes everybody has a thought where life is really hard. It'd be easier if they disappear. That's normalization, right? That's creating an understanding of everybody's going to have some of those things at some points in your life, especially if you're dealing with these problems, like it's common, but that doesn't mean we want to stay there. That doesn't mean we want to use it to make ourselves feel like, glorified or better. And that's why are you doing it? What's the motivation behind it? And if it's on social media, you can't have that conversation of like, I'm telling you this so that you understand you're not alone. You're not crazy. Right. But then teens and or people, we interpret things the way we want to with the filter that we want to. So if you're just seeing a video slide past and you're seeing all these things, it can perpetuate that war storying dynamic. Which totally makes sense. But it is a really big pro. Like it's – I feel like social media is one of the number one reasons why we have a stigma about mental health going down. And that's been amazing. Like people need resources. People need help. I have war vets coming in now, like military men who are actually coming in because we're having these conversations. Finally, thank the stars because these men need it. Like these are people that served need it. Like I just have worked with men, but women are in there too. But that's where it's like – Yes, finally. Thank you. But so these conversations are being had because of social media and awareness is happening because of social media. We're also getting, yeah, like fine. That's the point of it, right? It's just when it gets out of hand, balance. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I like the two, you can maintain relationships. Like um, my husband has friends, like I said, back from like kindergarten, which they've like, he's awesome at that. Mm hmm. It's amazing. Pretty and he Facebook works on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But then I've noticed he's been able to maintain some other ones that weren't like his tight knit group because of social media. So he'll still be like, oh, yeah, this guy's in town. Like he just had somebody the other couple weeks ago be like, oh, he's in town. I don't like really talk to him much, but we've like kept up on social media and he reached out to me. Cool. Like 
that yeah. you would and never we, like, get that lunch and we're great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was cool because they got to like talk about their old days and like and have a connection. And he lives across the world, you know, like things like that are pretty cool to watch where we still can connect to people that we probably wouldn't still connect to or that we would never even get to because they live in a different part of the world. Yeah. It definitely makes our world seem a bit smaller, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very convenient as well. So like social media really does have a, a good place. It fosters the relationship foundation. It teaches people to how to have a relationship. The only problem is it teaches them in just a few modalities. People need to learn to take that off screen. Yeah. And as long as you're not, what was it? Fobbing? Fobbing. Forgetting about the people in your own environment. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. about your life that's actually happening right in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is here. Yes. Okay. Did we get well, – hopefully We talked a lot about the negatives. Honestly, if you were to ask me as a therapist, because I've had lots of people ask, so I will give my opinion. Um, If you were to ask me as a therapist, I think that social media has a time and a place for everything. I think it's actually valuable and it can be really good. The problem is, though, parents don't want to give their kids social media. Again, your job is to teach your kids how to navigate the world. Or you give it to them too young, I feel like. Your your job is to give your kids an opportunity to navigate the world and an understanding of it. If you don't ever provide a safety net, how are they going to learn? Not saying give it to them at nine or 10. Exactly. Yeah. Developmentally appropriate opportunities, just like we are trying to give them like driving a car. That doesn't happen until you're 16 for a certain reason, right? You can't like drink alcohol until you're 21. That's because developmentally it's not good for your brain. So like think about it in those terms. If you're going to send your kid off to the world at 18, what timeline do you got going for yourself? And what experiences do you want to give them with you in the house to help monitor and create the opportunity to have those conversations, to teach them, to monitor them so they have those skills when they're out in the real world, which is what we're looking for. I agree. Yeah. I think this was really great. And hopefully we haven't totally freaked you out. We're going to follow up with our next episode and we're going to dive a little bit more into application Mm -hmm. of social media. So how you can do that balanced. Yeah. For now, we'll leave you with this quote from the study released in July 2023. Do you want to read that, Tay? Yeah. So um, this is from a study that literally looked at the pros and cons. So I looked at multiple different research, scientific, peer-edited things. And we we can post our resources on our website as well. Um, This one's from July 2023. And it said there are neither a negative nor positive consensus regarding the effects of social media on people. However, by teaching people social media literacy, aka teaching people how to use it, we can maximize their chances of having balanced, safe, and meaningful experiences on these platforms. I Basically, like that. exactly what I said. Meaningful experiences. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Balanced, safe, and meaningful. Meaning teach so that people can be empowered. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Now it's driving me crazy. What was that in? The Reading Rainbow. I don't think it was Reading Rainbow after I said that. I got Arthur? <laughs> we liked Arthur. Maybe. Bone. Maybe. <gasps> Wishbone? I don't know. I'll go that on. one was a dog, guys. He traveled through history. If you haven't watched it, Wishbone was amazing. It was in the Wait, 90s? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Oh, my goodness. I saw this. Oh, this was on social media, so this totally matches. <laughs> I saw this uh, reel on Insta the other day where this lady was like going through Halloween and she's like, when your decade becomes a costume and the 90s is now a costume. And I was like, stop yes. it. They have 90s for Halloween now. I saw it. I'm not old enough for this stuff. <laughs> Apparently, when she turned 30, you turn into a relic. 
apparently you have a kid and you turn 30 and you're like ancient. I don't know what this crap is. So that one maybe had a little mini crisis, but it's fine, people. I use my coping skills. No, kind of. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not Anywho, anymore. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Tune into our next episode on how to apply this. But for now, find us on social media through Uhane Counseling, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.